This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Now, having just met you, I wouldn't go as far as calling you a cold-hearted bastard. No, of course not. But it wouldn't be a stretch to imagine. You think of women as disposable pleasures rather than meaningful pursuits. So as charming as you are, Mr. Bond, I will be keeping my eye on our government's money and off your perfectly formed house. You noticed. Even accountants have imagination. And movie reviews with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. Get to the chopper! Yippee Kaye, mother. Hello? Mr. White? Who is this? The name's Bond, James Bond. Needn't worry. The second is. Yes. Considerably. Yeah, welcome into Action Movie Rewind, where we do deep dives into action movies. This is episode 17, gentlemen, of Action Movie Rewind. And most notably, this is a milestone here, not only an action movie rewind, it's a milestone in Judd Zolgad's life, because this is the first ever James Bond movie that Judd Zolgad has ever watched front to back. Yes. And we're going to do a dive into it. Casino Royale, 2006, the first ever Daniel Craig James Bond movie. He was scheduled, actually, the the seventh Daniel Craig James Bond movie was supposed to come out in April, but COVID derailed it, and now it's going to come out, I don't know, probably not anytime soon. So um, I'll give the summary, and then we will sort of give the floor to Judd to start out with his initial thoughts on the first ever James Bond movie that he has watched. All right. All right. So uh, James Bond's first 007 mission takes him to Madagascar, where he is to spy on a terrorist. Not everything goes as planned, and Bond decides to investigate independently of the MI6 agency in order to track down the rest of the terrorist cell. Following a lead to the Bahamas, he encounters Demetrios, creepy Demetrios, who's also a bad poker player, and his girlfriend, Solange. He learns that Demetrios is involved with Le Chief, a banker to the world's terrorist organizations. Secret Service Intelligence reveals that Le Chief is planning to raise money in a high-stakes poker game in the Montenegro at Le Casino Royale. MI6 assigns James Bond to play against him in the poker game. Knowing that if Le Chief loses, it'll destroy his entire organization. 
M places Bond under the watchful eye of beguiling Vesper Lind. At first skeptical of what value Vesper can provide, Bond's interest in her deepens as they brave danger together and even torture at the hands of Leshif. In Montenegro, Bond allies himself with Mathis, MI6's local field agent, and Felix Leiter, representing the CIA. The marathon game proceeds with dirty tricks and violence, raising the stakes beyond blood money and reaching a terrifying climax. 95% on Rotten Tomatoes, a $150 million budget that led to $600 plus million at the box office. Judd Zolgad, what was your well? What are your initial thoughts on, on my first the James Bond, film? Bond franchise, and then we'll get into everything else. All right, so I'm going to be very careful here because it's just clear I'm not a spy film guy. But much like people who don't like baseball, but you say, but baseball is great, right? Like baseball, I I like baseball. This is a good movie. It's just not my type of film. But that doesn't mean I didn't enjoy it. I did think it was a little bit too long. Uh, but like it was really good. And in, in fact, it almost falls outside of the purview of what we want. Cause I don't know that there's that much to joke about when it comes to this film. Like it was really well done. Yeah. It's a mm-hmm. really good film. But, but I, I would compare my takeaway to a person who goes to a baseball game and is like, I really don't like this sport. And then they often rip it. Like I'm not going to rip it. It sure. was really well done. I just, it's not my cup of tea. No pun intended. So I love James Bond movies. I've seen every James Bond movie five to six times minimum. I've probably seen this movie 20 times. This is probably my either first or second favorite ever James Bond movie. And it's a masterpiece. Like it is, it is a really good James Bond. And the Roger movie. Moore ones were more tongue in cheek, correct? They were very campy. Like, in like, fact, in this re- is not campy to me. In retrospect, like we will do another James Bond movie or two in sure. Action Movie Rewind. We should definitely do a Roger Moore one because Roger Moore ones are just like it's Roger it's Moore. an hour and a half of one liners. <laughs> yeah, and which is yeah. The name's Sinjin Smythe. Like he just <laughs> like everything is. And then I would say even even though the Sean Connery Bonds are also more of the serious tone. So Roger Moore was more of like the funny tongue-in-cheek Bond. Right. Daniel Craig and Sean Connery, definitely more like serious. Sex symbols, right? Sex symbol Bonds, but also had some charm. And Daniel Craig's personality came out in some of the other Bond movies, not as much in this one. Sure. Uh, But this is like from front to back. and, And plus, he entered this Bond franchise. He entered this with a ton of criticism, like he wasn't dark-haired, he wasn't the tall, dark James Bond that we've come oh, to know, and Pierce he, Brosnan, right? But he's right? built, but he's built very well. Actually, formed ass, my yeah. first question off of this is, when, when Daniel Craig gets out of the ocean in the Bahamas, yeah, and he's got the 10-pack abs, <laughs> he's got the short, tight swim trunks, how inadequate did you guys feel? <laughs> because I felt great. <laughs> the only good thing about him is I think he is short, so he's a small guy. So like if he had size too, if if he was Clooney, then I'm done. <laughs> then I'm done. But I see he's not that big. But he was good. Now was Pierce Brosnan good as Bond? Did you like see, him? All right. So now we're. I've got like a whole, I'm curious about the categories. I've here, got a quickly. whole section of this podcast to, we can devote to the Bond rankings and my thoughts on all the Bonds. Okay. And if you want that right now, I think we should wait. Sure. Let's let's That's get fine. into some of the movie, and then I'll give you my take on Pierce Brosnan. I've ranked all six James Bonds, and I will give you my take on all six mm-hmm. James Bonds. Uh, Declan, what is your level of James Bond experience heading into Casino Royale here? Uh, I've seen Casino Royale. I've seen Quantum, uh, Quantum Solace, and I've seen, is it Die Another Day? Is that the last one before, Craig? I believe so, yeah. Yes, Die I've Another seen, Day was definitely a Pierce Brosnan movie. I've seen those three. Okay. Those are my knowledge. So you guys have basically no experience with James Little Bond. Little to none. <laughs> 
So this is so this my, is my mom loved game. them. I didn't watch them. That's <laughs> that's basically my experience. So let's start with uh, Judd Zolgad, your favorite part of Casino Royale. Okay, my favorite part because it was implausible, it was campy, but it was funny. Is when he gets um, poisoned and goes into cardiac arrest, right, at, while playing yeah, cards. Yep, and then he stumbles outside. And and he goes to his special bond car, which has a defibrillator in it of some sort. And he calls back to the base, and they're like trying to, as he's dying, of course, walk him through how not to die and how to defibrillate him, his own heart. And he basically can't do it. And then Vesper Lynn comes out at the last second, and she uses the defibrillator, and it not only saves him, but he's absolutely fine. He's absolutely fine. He goes back in. He plays cards. He wins. Um, he goes out, I, I believe, with uh, Vesper after that and has a celebratory dinner. Uh, it was so implausible, but yet funny. And again, everything they did basically, I think, was pretty well done. Like it was it was off the charts goofy. But the scene was actually OK. So so my favorite part was that they they found a way to sort of have fun with that scene and that scene itself was just like, what you know, are you doing? But, Mike, but it's fine. James Bond gets pretty lucky a couple times in this movie. Like, he should definitely be dead to three well, times. It's another one of those. Why? It's another classic, okay, in real life, you just kill the guy. He's also smart enough to take the bullets out of the gun for some of his adversaries. Yeah, but he yeah. also dodges, again, machine gun fire. Like, everybody that we see every week now, boys, there's a scene or two with the guy being shot at, not with a gun, with a machine gun. So bullets are like, bang, 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 bang. and somehow, somehow, Bond, just like um, our guy last week, John McClane, manages to dodge every bullet. Yeah, in some of the more rugged movies, like like John McClane, guys like guys like John McClane, or if it's uh, if it's Nicolas Cage in Con Air. Those guys might take a bullet shot to like the forearm or to, you know, oh, like, sure. to the bicep or something, Shoulder, and, maybe, and they're bleeding. James Bond is very rarely like bullet wound, shot, etc. You know, he's not like the superhuman strength guy. He's more of the he's the tactical yes. in the shadows guy. Uh, what was your favorite part of Casino Royale, Declan? I loved the initial chase scene in Uganda, like the, the basically the opening scene after where he's the first chasing montage. after the terrorist yeah, guy, the parkour scene essentially. In fact, I would like you to rank which scene, which chase scene was better in the cat and mouse scene between the chase in Uganda and then the airport scene in Miami when he's also trying to hunt down that guy. The airport scene are really good. Yeah, the airport scene's good in that. I think I, I like the airport scene a little bit, but both are amazing. And I love that they started off like, all right, Daniel Craig's going to be the Bond. Uh, people aren't going to really buy into him. How do we get people to buy into him? And it's like, let's let's have sort of a yin and yang chase scene where he's definitely following this guy throughout some construction site, but they're both attacking the different things differently. So, right. so uh, the nimble terrorist guy jumps over and through a window at the top of the wall. Bond breaks through it, right? So we're, we're showing that Daniel Craig is not like a finesse Bond. He is a brute strength Bond. <laughs> I did love um, at the end of the second chase scene where he's trying to prevent the Skyfleet plane from being blown to the sky at the Miami airport. He outsmarts that terrorist guy by hooking the explosive to his belt or whatever in yes. the altercation. And so this guy thinks he he got away with it, and he's got he hits the detonate button, and then starts to hear the beeping, and it's hooked to his belt. That's a great part. That's a great part. Explain to me the first chase scene, though. The philosophy of deciding to um to run up as high as possible to like the crane. 
It's like if I was being chased, I yeah. would just probably just go straight as much as possible, but flat ground. It's a good question. Like like they What's continue to go there? up yeah. the building. Yeah, I don't I don't know what the And logic why didn't was Bond just sort of wait him out? He had to come down. That's true. If he's at the top of that crane, you don't have to go get him. I guess the I guess the thought there could be because he's working for a terrorist. Cell. I mean, I know why they did it, but does the terrorist cell have a helicopter that would have just like grabbed him off of the crane? But he then, would, of course, like now you know that there's a terrorist helicopter, you could just shoot it down. He also looked in trouble. The, terrorist the guy, terrorist guy, yeah, terrorist guy was in trouble. He right? he didn't think Bond was going to be able to keep up with him. No, but he was incorrect. And Bond did struggle a little bit. Yeah, um, I would say my favorite part of Casino Royale was. Probably the product placement. Like this is going to sound weird, but the product placement <laughs> in this movie. People, yeah, yeah. Like they they do a pretty good subtle job. But if you notice, like he's driving three or four different types of cars. They get the Ford logo zoomed in at one point. He's driving a Ford in the Bahamas. Yeah. He's using a Sony Ericsson phone, which I don't know how much they paid for that product placement, but I don't think it really helped their causes in do the they, next three year window with say, the iPhone <laughs> coming out. Do they still exist? Does the Sony Ericsson phone still? I, on the market? I'm going to guess it probably doesn't. No. There was also a moment where he's talking with Vesper and she asks, is that a Rolex? And he says, no, it's an Omega. Yeah. And I, and I don't remember. Oh, it was a Range Rover. The Range Rover product placement where a uh, rich guy drives up to, I think he was in the Bahamas at this point. Yeah. Park this rich car? guy drives up, thinks that Bond is the valet guy, tosses in the keys, and Bond gets in, rams the car into the railing to serve two purposes. One, to say, screw you to the guy that tossed him the keys, but also, wisely, to get the security guards to come out so he could go in and review the footage of a uh, bad guy sending the ellipsis text on his Which Sony Which he did Erickson with phone. no problem, though. Like, he got into their booth to watch that film. It was like, doesn't, like, is there nobody at the hotel to see him go in and be like, you know. No, yeah, they're all, out, they're all out taking care of no, the, know, the rich like, guy. Like at the front desk or something. When, when they see him duck in that room, it was just a very interesting Well, I mean, thing. the front desk gal probably does. Like, what's she going to do? And she liked him, too. She did. She, she was, was attracted to James. She was into Who it. wasn't, honestly. A lot of great <laughs> rich people. <laughs> we got we to talk about Declan's crush on Daniel Craig before we're done. Can we do that? We'll get, yeah, we'll definitely get there for right, sure. Good. Um, there are a lot of, just generally, a lot of rich people things in this movie. There's, there's a $10 million buy-in poker game. Uh, but I think my favorite rich people thing in this movie, this is sort of my like one B favorite thing, is you're you're at the Bahamas. It's obviously this like lavish resort that they're staying at, and there's a gorgeous woman riding a white horse on the beach. Like, can you think of a more rich people thing than riding a white horse on a beach on some amazing and you know what? ocean island resort? She also likes James. She uh, she did. It turned out that she liked him. Of course, then she ends up dead, but that was too bad. Did you catch the part where so they get done doing their thing together on the floor of the hotel room? So she has now cheated on this Demetrios guy. And uh, Bond realizes now through their conversation that Demetrios is part of this terrorist group and needs to go to the Miami airport to thwart the attack on the Skyfleet plane. Mm-hmm. And so he calls down to room service and asks for a bottle of champagne. And whoever was on the phone, you couldn't hear what they were asking, but... They clearly were asking, uh, two glasses, sir? And he goes, what? No, one. one. And hangs yes. up. <laughs> and then he goes. <laughs> Very courteous of him, though. Yeah. Getting her a bottle of champagne. Oh, so he's got a big budget. Up. He His does. budget, man. It must be really, really big. No concerns yeah, M- whatsoever. MI6 definitely. They uh, got it. Now, does he fill out expense reports? How does that work with James <laughs> Bond? When he's ordering like nine vodka martinis. Does he fill out an expense report, hand that in to Judy Dench at the it end of the It seems like he operates by, by his own expense rules, right? 
Like I don't think he, I don't think he's too concerned about about the MI6 budget. Yeah, I think he just spends it. Well, like, and the guy that tossed him the keys knows that it was him that destroyed the Range Rover. I'm assuming that was probably a rental Range Rover, but that's probably five thousand dollars plus of damage. Does that bill get put on the desk of Judy Dench at MI6? I don't know. Questions that need to be answered with James Bond movies. Fair enough. All right, what was your least favorite part of Casino Royale, Judd? Okay, mm-hmm. mine is very very simple. And it's probably going to surprise both of you guys, but it was the opening song by Chris Cornell. No, which never bleeping ended. Top five Bonds yeah. theme song. I don't top need, five Bond theme song. I, Cornell, don't that, you? Uh, he's okay, but anyway, it was at least four minutes. Okay, well, let's get I've got to news movie. For you. You're, there's what twenty five Bond movies. Let's get, they they all have full <laughs> right, songs. Right, to right, start the, right. But McCartney, I can handle McCartney. Okay, there's some great Bond tunes. I'm saying this is one of my, this was one where I said, okay, let's shorten this thing up. Let's go back. I really Two minutes tops. I love this I song. I loved it. Two minutes tops. Great. No, Bond's got some great, the Bond films have some great songs. I just thought that this one, I wanted to get to the movie. Pace <laughs> a movie. Again, pace a movie. I'm not saying Cornell can't do his song at the time. I'm saying that Cornell just cut it shorter or I will say if, if your battle with James Bond movies is is pace of movie, you're watching a Yankees Red Sox game that's every what I'm single saying. time you strap in for a Bond movie. But that's my point. There's not like an hour and a half snappy Bond movie. But, but they're, I can't, they're very self-congratulatory. But it would be it would be unfair for me to say it's crap because it's not. I realize it's well done. You just want to get to the... I just want to get through it sure. and, and it's not my cup of tea to sit there and watch the pitcher step off the bleep and rubber and the batter step out. You're right. It's Yankee socks D- down to, to the the classic heritage of the films themselves. It's Yankee socks, but they go forever. It's midnight. I want to go home. Dex, what was your least favorite part about Casino Royale? Okay, so this is really tricky because it's an integral part of the movie and it's an integral part of James Bond becoming James Bond. He's a little bit more vulnerable, right? He, he's, he's earning his stripes. He's a little more reckless. But Vesper, her decision-making honestly just kind of makes me very frustrated and how even at the end of the movie, she essentially kills herself. Like, she could have allowed herself to live, and she locks herself in the elevator shaft. Like, she purposely does that. Yeah. And then Bond, like, realize, like he's in love with this woman and then realizes, like, she's a humongous traitor, essentially. And it's just, it, it's a little confusing to me because... You didn't really see it coming, sure, so it's a good part of the movie, but I, just her character frustrates me to no end. Very, very frustrating character. So I, I thought the same thing, but Phil will be very proud. I researched it and found out why, okay? Okay, yeah. Because, yes, yes, it's it's frustrating, and I didn't get it at times, and the twists and, and turns. She fell in love with Bond. She threw the key away as she's drowning because she thought that if he took the time to get her, he would drown too. She also didn't turn on him on purpose. She was trying to save her boyfriend. The the whole thing about what the uh, necklace, there's a whole thing about what does that mean? And they don't explain it. I think it was from him and he's being held captive. And, and so those guys want bonds cash. And so she's trying to get it without screwing Bond, no pun intended, completely. <laughs> so it's a very, it's a very woven deep story. Yeah. But it, but it actually, in the spectrum of the film, it actually makes some sense. So, it does. So a lot of people are trying to get their money back from Le Chief. They feel like the money that Bond won. Which, by the way, is a great name. Le Chief. 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 Le Chief.
Yeah, so he so so he owed people a lot of money. So he not only did he just to like for people because like the first couple times I watched this, I wasn't totally clear on all of the different intricacies. But Le Chief is a banker for terrorist cells. So he is essentially he handles the flow of money back and forth between terrorist cells and missions and things like that. And what he did was he knew that there was going to be a terrorist attack on this Skyfleet plane at the Miami airport and Skyfleet stock was rising. And so he took money from the uh, was it the Ugandans, I guess he yes. took money from the Ugandans and, and, and essentially shorted stock on Skyfleet. There's that there's that moment at the beginning where he takes their money. He's going to invest it. And the guy on the other line of the phone goes, well, you're betting against the market like this Skyfleet right. stock is going up. And he says, just do it. But right? he knew something. So the problem is, it, obviously, if the terrorist threat had gone to plan, mm-hmm. that plane gets blown up. The stock plummets, right? Oh, my God. Like, what's wrong with Skyfleet? The stock plummets or whatever. And uh, and then these guys all make a bunch of money. Well, James Bond thwarts it. So now he needs to get into this poker game to try and win $100 million so he can you know pay his investors back. And James Bond thwarts that. So now these people all want their money, and Vesper basically v- Vesper was basically used as a vessel to obtain the money for these terrorists and spare James Bond's life at the end of the movie. So that's that's what happened. And she did end. love James Bond. She did, but yeah. but the guy who watched him and was supposed to be his ally during the poker game is the guy that screwed him completely. Because oh, he told the, Felix, the, Felix Leiter, yeah, because yeah. yeah. he told he told. Lay sheaf of the tell. No, who who was the guy? The, um, the oh, guy oh, who, who no, was talking, with Vesper the whole you're time. You're not talking about Felix. Felix yeah. is the CIA guy. Yeah, you're, you're he's about, fine. Yeah, you're talking about uh, Mathis. Mathis. But Mathis, because because he then went and told Lay sheaf that Bond said you've got to tell. Yep. So so Bond he double crossed him. That's how Bond got eliminated the first time from the game. Yes. Thank God for rebuy poker games, by the way. You know, if you <laughs> and that guy got him back in right. Uh, uh, actually, it was it was Felix Leiter. Felix got, the, got the him back United in. States got James yeah, Bond back yeah. into the game. And so I, I did also like though that even though she like basically breaks his heart and double crosses him, he like denounces her at the end of the phone to M. Like I thought the that bitch was awesome. is dead. Yeah. Can I say this quickly though? The one thing that I didn't like about how Daniel Craig played that is is when he falls goofy in love. With her, mm-hmm. it's too much. He just he yes. resigns. He resigns as a but double. Like his char- your character, yes. to to Dex's point, his character was pretty consistent, right? He, he's he's a no BS type of guy. Um, Likes married women. It, yeah, it's a good character. Yeah, but all of a sudden, like it's like he totally just falls yeah. goofy in love, so, and it's like no, no, no. This is not. This guy would not do that. No, but he does. But this is this is uh, this is according to the Ian Fleming books. Like this is how I this is Ian what happened. Got it wrong. Phil. It's, but let me explain something. Here, <laughs> I think right? Ian screwed up. Okay, let me explain something. Rewrite. So this this movie is essentially a prequel to all of the other Bond movies because yep. yep. the movie starts with him becoming a 007 right. agent. And and the great see we played the clip off the top where the guy you know you have to get two kills to graduate to double O status, and the guy is in the middle of the sentence saying the second kill is the toughest one to come by, and Bond cuts him off and shoots him. Yeah, real, real tough to get that second yeah. kill. Yeah. Um. So so but part of the Bond character over time, it, like part of the reason why he treats women so terribly, is because he has this hardened shell around his heart right. from the Vesper Lind relationship. There's also like. Not all the Bond movies are like linear stories, but uh, there's one. George Lazenby was the only one-time James Bond. He played Bond 
after Sean Connery, but was not good enough. Like they just he he didn't really click. He was more of a model, wasn't an actor. And they voice tracked a lot of his stuff because his accent was bad. And then they brought Connery back. But in in George Lazenby's only Bond movie, which was called On Her Majesty's Secret Service, it's like 1968 or something. That's a great title for a, for one, by the way. On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Mm-hmm. He actually gets married. He falls in love and gets married in mm-hmm. the movie. And then she gets killed immediately after the wedding. Yes. And so there's two Bond movies of the 25 or whatever there's been. There's two Bond movies that sort of solidify why he is such a bad womanizer because he doesn't want this to I ever happen to him ever again. I just thought his character went too far. Yeah, and he would admit that at the As end you by said, saying he resigned. Dead, yeah, right? but I mean, let's go with he falls in love, okay? I don't need him to become a simpering wimp. <laughs> he just became so wimpy, and then he just goes back, click, on Bond again. Right, right. So, it's, a great, it's a good character. We've talked about some of these poker scenes. My least favorite part about this movie, because I'm such a poker nerd, and when this movie came out, I was like playing online poker for a living, and like, it's so. <laughs> the poker scenes in this movie are my least favorite part. I can understand that even as someone who's not a poker player, like I'm not a big, I, I know five card and, and I know blackjack, but Hold'em has always confused the hell out of me because it's all about basically. Hold'em's the simplest form of poker. Is though. it? Yeah. Okay. Because to me, it's so confusing. So some of the card games to me, like, ah, crap, like I don't really understand what's going so, on. So Hold'em, Hold'em is two, every player gets two cards. And then by the end of the betting rounds, there's five community cards on the table. So there's, you have two cards, there's five on the table. So there's seven total cards. And you have to make the best five card hand possible of the seven. Okay. Now, there's there's also like um, similar forms like stud. Everyone ha- everyone starts with two cards down, and then you get everyone gets dealt their own five card runs. But like, I'm going to get real poker nerdy on you Go guys here. Okay, the things that bothered me the most in general. So the f- the first poker scene, you had this sleazy Alex Dimitrios guy who goes who goes all in in this cash game, and so he goes, I, I'm all in. He's got a great hand, so he's going to go all in. He's got his trip kings or whatever. And then, and they have professional dealers. It's like a poker club, right? This is like a professional. Right. Yeah, you know, I would assume there's like a house and stuff. This isn't like an underground game. It's at a casino. Right. He goes all in, and then he says, wait, pulls out his car keys and tosses his car keys to like his Aston Martin on the table. Yep. It's like, what? okay, so now what are we, there's like, is there like an extra $200,000 on the <laughs> table now? And, and James Bond goes, no, it's, it's okay. It's okay. Right. Because he's got a better hand, of course, and the the dealer tries to step in, but they they just like no, we'll just put. He the tried to write there. a check first, right? Yes, for more. And, Checks and aren't they're, good. They're like no, no, no. Fine. And then he puts t- his car keys. The keys. Yeah, but it, it's Bond. Like that's but he, but here, not surprising. No, but but here's here's why it's ridiculous. Like you don't have the, like you don't have what's called the nuts. The nuts in poker is the best hand on the board. So if there's you know if there's uh, if there's a flush on the board and you've got the ace of spades, like you've got the best possible flush, right? If you don't have that, don't throw in your car because somebody else could have a better hand and beat you. But when James Bond rakes the pot and says, oh, the valet ticket, that's a great scene. Or he, he asks for the valet ticket after he just just to rub it into that guy. Oh, yeah. um, then there's the hand at the very end, like the last hand of the whole thing. And Texas Hold'em, just to put this into context, in Texas Hold'em, if you wind up with like two pair or three of a kind in a hand, like that's a really good hand in Texas Hold'em. A flush, and that depends on what the board is, but like a flush is a great hand. Full house over full house, you might you might see that once in a while. This hand was four guys all in for all of the money on the table. You had an ace high flush, you had two full houses, and then James Bond comes in with a straight flush over the top to rake the $120 million or whatever it was 
on the table. Um, and then, so like that, that hand is like, first of all, it's like virtually impossible for all of those people to have those hands in that time. I would also say that once the first two guys are all in and there's a bigger stack in James Bond, who's last to bet, Le Chief, without the best possible hand, isn't like putting all of his chips in two in a normal poker game. But like they all just went bonkers and put all their chips I in. I think you're supposed to suspend I'm just your saying, belief I'm just during saying. the course of this entire film. But the thing that drove me the most nuts about the poker in this game was, have you guys ever heard of slow rolling no. in gambling? No. So it's something like the, the old time gamblers, like the Doyle Brunsons from back in the 70s and 80s would literally like, like you'd get your ass kicked in the parking lot or somebody would put a shotgun to your head. So the three of us are playing poker and the hand is over and like judge shows his hand and he's got three jacks and he thinks like, and like no one else turns their cards over. It's like, Oh, judge. So judge starts to like rake the pot and then Declan comes in and he's like, actually like, like 30 seconds later, actually I've got three aces. And then he, so it's called slow rolling your opponent where you know that you've won, but you let them kind of think that they've won for like 20 seconds. And then you flip your cards over. Yeah. This happened on every single hand, basically. They're just like taunting each other and slow rolling. That would lead to altercations, fights, especially with terrorist groups. Well, it okay? did lead to shooting. <laughs> it did. I mean, eventually it led to death, just so, not of James Bond. So I thought uh, the poker scenes. I like how that's the one the thing where you're like, that's that wasn't <laughs> knew, done right. I knew there was going to be something with him with poker. The car chases were all <laughs> the car chases are all plausible, especially when, when it, they put the gal in the middle of the road and Bond misses her by inches and tips his car and it flips eighteen yeah. times. Actually, and he's okay. That's the next thing we should talk about. The torture scene. Oh, God. Where Le Chief cuts the bottom of the chair out. James Bond uh, oh, is sitting in the chair. That's, yeah, that's a, a walk a, in the park, man. A rope with a knot at the end. Yeah. What do you mean a walk in the park? It's a walk in the park. Lethal weapon was way worse. They shocked him with water did they running. Sh- did they, did sho- they shock did, his manhood? You, don't, you didn't see it. They might have. Maybe they very they very well might have, and he killed the guy with his legs. He snapped his neck. That's what you. That's what you. Get. I think this is an athlete challenge. I think we should take <laughs> Judd Zolgad. Yeah, no, we no. Should, we should tie you up in a shower and shock you. I'm just and saying then we should take a rope to your. Not having any kids. Head. I'm just saying if I had to rank uh, the torture scene so far that we've seen through our films, the Lashif one it hurts, but it's not the worst one. I don't know, man. Lethal Weapon's the worst one to me. I uh, mean, I don't know. I think Declan's out on. Is, neither one of them will be comfortable, but mm. Declan, if, if you had to choose right now, someone like a terrorist group has taken you captive. Yeah. You can either be hung from your arms straight up yep. in, a, in a shower mm-hmm. and be and, shocked. And be shocked. Which would. Across like your torso. Which would probably kill you. Shocked. Or, okay. Shocked. Shocked. <laughs> no, oh, nothing no, to do no, no, with no. down there. Honestly, I'm taking down there. Put me out. Just. Put I'm taking out. down there. No, the I'm taking that one. Put me you're out. You're like dude. way too quick to take the rope. To I'm, taking the rope. I'm taking the rope. I'm taking the rope. I'm taking the rope because it's going to hurt like hell, but I can survive it. The shock thing, I think, kills me. I don't know I if you would survive me. it. I feel like you'd probably bleed out, too. Oh. That's the other thing. Like, you know, that's well, not, that's not going to not really cause start to lacerations. Bleed from down there. Like, you just saw I some. I can't. I can't do it. Uh, I mean, he looks fine. Oh, my God. He got tipped back. That, that might have hurt eventually. Disgusting. Uh, Declan, this is your platform now to talk about your love for Daniel Craig. Yeah, Daniel Craig is just like a badass dude, and I, I want to hang out and be best friends with Daniel Craig. I don't, I don't think it's too weird. I don't think I'm crossing a line. I just, he seems like a guy <laughs> who can also put down some drinks, and I would love to just pick his brain. Have you guys I, seen Knives Out? 
I haven't. It's on. It's, it's excellent. It's, Not it's, yet. It's a great cast, and I really want to see it. Totally different. He plays a totally different character. He okay. plays like a Southern I, Texan. I've seen Layer Cake, which is a good Daniel Craig film. Okay. Um, but I, I, I would just love to hang out and drink and drink some cocktails with Daniel Craig. Pick his brain. Let him. Let him just dissect me and my poor decisions that I make. Like it could be a great two way street. Maybe I can provide some insight. To I don't Craig. think he would talk to you a lot about you. That's fine. He strikes me as a guy that would talk a lot about him. Did, didn't he? I don't know. He get tired of the bond. He character too. I don't know if he. I don't think he's very narcissistic in that way. He, yeah, he, he like doesn't want to so. be James Bond. He doesn't want to be James tired Bond of for like three movies, but he gets twenty million. I, isn't every the time. rumor that the, the next one coming out is his last one? I think. I think it's yes. not even a rumor. I think it's pretty much confirmed. Yep, and they're trying to find a new Bond. In fact, Ooh. in fact, if you want it, there is a casting section here. Um, I read it. Yeah, it's it's filled with some pretty good names. Let me find this here real quick here because. Casino Royale. Let's go to Wikipedia because there were like, there was a lot of controversy over him getting the part. He was Pierce Brosnan. This is maybe a good segue into uh, Bond rankings here, but I want to read this to you guys. So, so Pierce Brosnan's last Bond movie was 2002, and there was a four year gap before Casino Royale came out, and um. And they they went through like a bunch of different like one one of the the other lead candidates to get the the gig was Croatian actor Goran Vishnik mm-hmm. who auditioned for the role the same day as Craig but he was reportedly unable to master a British accent which is kind of key. Mm-hmm. Um, New Zealander Carl Urban was considered but he was unable to make the screen test due to film commitments according to uh, Martin Campbell. So uh, it really didn't he was not that that big then no. as far as trying to be the next James Bond if he couldn't make it. Correct. Henry Cavill was the only other actor in serious contention for the role but at 22 years old he was considered too young. Daniel Craig was in his mid 30s. Now Idris Elba has been the one for 10 years that's been rumored to be the one that comes oh, after nice. Bond. Yeah. But he's also like getting too old now. Yeah, he's he's up Could he's Cavill come 50s? back? No, uh, Cav- now? Cavill could probably come back now. Yeah, he's probably what? 30 now? He would be uh, almost would be. almost 40 years yeah. old now. Yep. And so um, this is the write-up from, here we go. This is, this is what I'm looking for. From the Daily Mail, uh, the Daily Mail, I should say. I, well, I'm butchering this. The Daily Mirror ran a front-page news story critical of Daniel Craig when he was announced as James Bond with the headline, The Name's Bland, James Bland. Uh, Craig, unlike previous actors, was not considered to be the protesters fit, protesters of him being Bond. To the tall, dark, handsome, and charismatic image of James Bond, to which viewers have become accustomed to, um, and so there were protests. There was a website that was created for like it was called like Daniel Craig is not James Bond dot com in two thousand five, <laughs> two thousand six, and so he really had to win people over with Casino Royale, and he did. Like yeah. he has become pretty widely known one thing, as though. an excellent Bond. I've got one thing. For the first time, I believe in my life, I'm going to say this. Thank God for being able to turn on the the subtitles on my TV because I could I could not understand a large portion of what Daniel Craig w- was saying. And really? Then, and then Dawn's like, turn on the closed cap- captioning. And I said, how do you do that? And like you couldn't understand out, his accent? Or I couldn't it? understand the words because the, the accent w- was so thick. Is it that it thick? It was it was really well, let's, thick let's to play, me. Let's play a it was more. really thick. I really struggled. All right. Let's, let's Early, play. and then I got it. Right, hold on a second here. Close captioning. Uh... What else can you surmise, Mr. Bond? About you, Miss Lynn? Well, your beauty's a problem. You worry you won't be taken seriously. Which one can say of any attractive woman with half a brain? 
True, but this one overcompensates by wearing slightly masculine clothing, being more aggressive than her female colleagues, which gives her a somewhat prickly demeanor, and ironically enough, makes it less likely for her to be accepted and promoted by her male superiors who mistake her insecurities for arrogance. Now, I'd have normally gone with only child, but, um... You see, by the way you ignored the quip about your parents, I'm going to have to go with orphan. Headphones on now, it's fine. Sure. At home, on the couch, <laughs> the first... And, and it wasn't... But by that point, I think it, it had cleared itself up. But the first portion of the film, I struggled. So I think we're finding that... I struggled that with his accent. Spy movies are not for Judd, and British accents are not for Judd. Well, I need the British accent just not to be too thick. We just proved that she's guilty, not that he's innocent. Yeah, like Could that. Have been a double blind, keep sweating him. You don't trust anyone, do you, James? Helen Mirren. No. Then you've learnt your lesson. Get back as soon as you can. We need you. Will do. If you do need time... Why should I need more time? Job's done. The bitch is dead. James, did you ever ask yourself why you weren't killed that night? Isn't it obvious? She made a deal to spare your life in exchange for the money. I'm sure she hoped they would let her live. But she must have known she was going to her death. And now we'll never know who was behind this. The trail's gone cold. What about Judy Dench? Can you understand uh, Judy, Judy Dench? Dench, 1,000%. I could, <laughs> God difference? bless her, yeah. because she speaks a little more clear. <laughs> she's just a little more clear. God. Her accent's perfect. I, I, she, she's got the perfect accent for Judd. I, could, for I, Judd. I, didn't, I didn't miss a word Judy Dench said. She's fabulous. I love her. I feel like it's harder to understand people from Boston than it is to understand Daniel, Daniel Craig's I'm, British I'm, accent. I'm telling you, the first part of that film, until Dawn came in and flipped on <laughs> my closed captioning, I was struggling to understand him. Could, could, can you not figure out how to turn on the closed captioning? Did Don have to save the day? I didn't know how. Okay, yeah. It's a <laughs> little B good. on my remote control. Also, struggle bus. It's a little oh, B right. thing because there's like an A, B, C, and D, and you got to push the B, and then you got to turn the closed captioning on. I mean, now I know, but it, but I struggled with him. Judy Dench, no problem. The best line of the movie to me was when Vesper says, when they're falling in love and they've, you know, Bond is now like, being wrapped up from his rope torture and they're about to enter the passcode into the briefcase for the money. And Vesper goes, if all that was left of you was your smile and your little finger, you'd still be more of a man than anyone I've ever met. And Bond leans in and goes, that's because you know what I can do with my little finger. <laughs> that was a good line. That's a pretty awesome one. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. But, I dug the, it. but of course, he was becoming a wimp then, too, for a while, so I didn't like he that. He snapped out of it. I know, but it. it was like when, when Fonzie lost his cool. <laughs> it's like, this isn't the Fonzie I know. That's not the Bond I know. Plus, you got it. Plus, he's cynical about everybody. And all of a sudden, she's like, she was too good to be true. Yeah. Well, every once in, I think every, every like, once every decade, you need Bond to catch some feelings just to add a layer to his character. Uh, so just real quick, the bond rankings. All right. I'm going to give you guys the definitive. I'm going to give you two lists real quick here. Okay. I'm going to give you the five best bond movies in my opinion, and then I'm going to rank the six bonds in order. So uh, I'm not putting these five movies in any order. I think if you, if, if you're a fledgling James Bond viewer, you start with any of these five and bounce around. And these are sort of the five definitive bond movies for me. Uh, two Daniel Craig movies, Casino Royale and Skyfall, are both excellent. Uh, Goldfinger and Skyfall's not that old, right? Skyfall's about 2012, I want to okay, say, that's somewhere there. Okay. Goldfinger and From Russia with Love are, for my money, the two best Sean Connery James Bond movies. Okay. And then the the Roger Moore movie I like the most is The Spy Who Loved Me. So if we're going to do another Bond movie at some point, it'll probably be a Roger Moore movie just to get the polar opposite, like tongue in cheek. Different things to make fun of, like 70s clothing styles, etc. The Bond rankings for me, number one, Sean Connery. He's just the icon, the legend. 
And then he went on to play the same character in The Rock in the mid-90s, which has gone <laughs> yeah. under the radar. It's my theory. Number two is Daniel Craig. I think he's the second best James Bond of all time. And where his character goes from this movie, he adds more humor to it. He adds more tongue-in-cheek. Like, it just it becomes a more fuller character after this movie. Number three, Roger Moore for his own style. Number four, the most disappointing Bond is Pierce Brosnan. To yes. answer your question from earlier. Thank you. Pierce Brosnan what happened? was targeted to be James Bond after Roger Moore in the 80s, but he was part of, I think, an NBC Remington TV Steel. show. Remington Steel. Yep. And he c- couldn't get out of his Remington Steel contract yep. to, to do James Bond movies. And so they went to Timothy Dalton for two Bond movies, which were pretty good, They were, but they were more like 80s action movies than they were Bond movies. Okay. And so I like Timothy Dalton. I would actually maybe put him above Pierce Brosnan, but Brosnan, did, uh, Brosnan was more of a Bond than, than Dalton. And then George Lazenby, six. But Brosnan came in, did four blockbuster Bonds, was kind of a combination of like tongue-in-cheek but serious but the movies were so hokey. It was like invisible cars and weird villains. and So it's not Pierce's fault? I don't know. A little bit. The I, writing you didn't like more than the fine. character? They just felt like sort of campy action movies. They didn't feel like they were big, but for my money, he's fourth on this list. It's okay. Sean Connery, Daniel Craig, right. Roger Moore, and Pierce Brosnan. Really quick, rapid fire guys that you would want to see be Bond, because I have a list of best looking oh IMDb God, guys There's, under 40. <laughs> it's got to be. <laughs> It's got to be British people. I don't know enough British okay. actors. I mean, Idris Elba would have been amazing like five or ten years well, ago and would have been the first black Bond. I think one that could be good would be Chris Chris Hemsworth. Okay. Hemsworth could be one. Um, this, these, some of these guys are American, but Chris Evans. Yeah, okay. I could I could see that. Ryan Gosling. You think he has enough action in him? Oh, he does. He has he has a lot of the Bond poise, but does he have like the brute and in like? Strength? I don't think. I think Ryan Gosling's an interesting one, but I I don't know. Like he'd have to nail the accent. Yeah, I almost feel like he's too famous now. It's got to be someone who's a little bit more under the radar that becomes famous because of their character. Chris Pine. Nah, no. <laughs> this is going down great, guys. Like I like how Phil's like, Yeah, no. no, no. Just to be kind, no. I think that's mostly my list. Okay. Here. I don't know. It's, it's probably going to be somebody that we've like that we're not super familiar with. An unknown Gosling would have been good. Yeah, yeah, but he was known at like age twenty. Right, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying that could work because I I think he could do the accent. I think it's got to be he a, can act. It's got to be someone from the other side of the pond, though. Like I don't. Okay. I, I just don't look know if an you, American. Makes look at sense. you sticking to the staples a, of the. It's a British hey, film series. You know, I thought Craig couldn't do it. He was brilliant. Yeah, but at he least said, he spoke so. the language. Well, I know, least, I know, well, but according I'm to saying, me, he, he didn't speak the language for you. I couldn't understand him. <laughs> you know what I want? An American James he Bond. Like- I want an American James Bond. Clooney as, as James Bond. You know what? Ben Affleck, because he talks slow, too. <laughs> oh, hey, God. Hey, stop right there. You're beautiful. I'm trying to envision Judd like, on the phone with AT&T or Xfinity support, and Daniel Craig gets on the line to help him, and Judd's like, I can't understand the guy on the other well, side of the phone. Well, then I would tell Don, come in here and put the closed captioning on the phone Go on. Go to the settings. The settings. It's on your men- It's under the menu button. What? I'm just what telling you, you, go I back and watch the you. first part of that film, and it's hard to understand him. I think it cleared itself up. I think he started to uh, work things out. Amazing. All right, definitive bad guy rankings. Le Chief is our candidate here. So to this point, Hans Gruber from Die Hard is number one. Cyrus the Virus from Con Air is number two. Brad Wesley from Roadhouse is number three. Mr. Joshua from Lethal Weapon is four. Ivan Drago from Rocky Four is fifth. And then we have a whole host of others. Uh, what's, your, what's your instinct here for where to put Le Chief? Toward the top? Toward the bottom? I would put uh, Le Chief towards the bottom of the pool that you just gave us. Okay. I would put him behind Drago, probably. It's, it's a good character. It's a good bad guy. 
Um, I can't tell you that I hated him that much, though. I, I So this might shock you. I would put him like maybe toward the bottom five of our entire list, actually. Because like, he's just he wound up just being kind of a weakling. He was he was bad at everything, right? He was he was bad at coordinating a terrorist well, attack. He was bad at finishing off a. Poker and the real game. Ba- bad guy is the guy that Bond goes and gets Mr. At the end. Mr. White. Yeah, yeah, he's the real bad guy. Like like Lashif started just a pawn for yeah. for the for the gangsters. So I because of all that, and, and you're right. Like Lashif is the main bad guy in the movie, but he's kind of a pawn for like the the terrorist cells yeah. and stuff. I just he, he you know he, he was a. As far as like being a good actor and playing the part that he was supposed to play, he was good. It's a great name, by the way, too. Though let's not let's not forget Lashif is one of the great Lashif. names that we have talked about. I, I don't think he can be higher than the Aliens and Independence Day. Okay, I'm fine I with that. I think he's below the Aliens and Independence Day. Okay, that's fine. Okay, that's fine. After Drago, I really don't care. Okay, like it's just a mismatch. Yeah. Then all um, right, one through ten Seagal rankings. How many Seagulls would you give Casino Royale, Judd Zilgad? Okay, I'm going to because because the film's not really up my alley, but I realize that it is good. Uh, I'm going to give it a seven. Okay, yeah, because the context of this is like a ten for action movie rewind is the it's a it's a great combination of like corny action. Mm-hmm. It's 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 not necessarily like an Academy Award point, one through ten, right? It, this this was socks yanks in June, like it's <laughs> yeah. a solid game, yeah, yeah. but it, it's a little too long, and I really didn't like that. So seven for me, Dex. Yeah, I have it as a seven out of ten. It, it it doesn't necessarily fit our complete action movie review guidelines, but it is an epic film in my opinion, and and it's pretty. Even though it's long, I think it's pretty captivating. So I, I would give it a seven out of ten. Uh, and it is it is legitimately one of my ten favorite movies of all time. I really I love this movie. I love Daniel Craig. I love Bond movies. Uh, for the purposes of action movie rewind, it's a seven and a half. It's a seven and a half. There's not to me. There's not enough things to make fun of, and I think right. things to make fun of has to be part of our criteria here. Yep. And so uh, with with that, the composite score is a seven point two, which puts the rankings like this: Die Hard, Commando, Expendables, Roadhouse, and Hard to Kill are the top five. Rocky Four, Independence Day, Point Break, Lethal Weapon, and Casino Royale round out the top ten. Woo. 